When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way. And Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe. On your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, the Horn. Drippy, dreary Tuesday morning to you. Welcome to Light the Tower. On the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and in hornfm.com. Um, by drippy, dreary, I just mean atmospherically and meteorologically speaking, you know, if it, if it happens to be raining. There was a little bit of drippage, uh, a little rainy when I was coming in from Williamson County this morning. Hopefully it's... Okay, where you are, and I know there are there's the threat of it happening later on the day. So I hope everybody stays, um, you know, stays warm and dry and out of trouble as well. My name is Craig Way. Glad to have you with us. Jeff Howe will be along shortly. Our uh, producer, as always, is Cameron Parker, who is our man behind the glass and at the switch. How you doing this morning, Cam? I'll be a lot better if the rain holds off so we don't have many delayed baseball games. Because, Craig, we're in the same boat tonight, it looks like. Yeah. Oh, uh, you're you're calling a game against an, an HBCU also? <laughs> no, uh, no. I wouldn't no, say Vista Ridge High School is an HBCU. Yeah. But. yeah, right. So you uh, round rock against Vista Ridge over at Ranger Field tonight, right? Close out the uh, district season for 25-6A. Okay. Did you get all your arrangements and stuff worked out with the uh, the people over at Vista everything good for you yeah for your setup so we purchased a hot spot yesterday nice exciting stuff over at Round Rock Booster Club right now there you go stepping forward yeah exactly moving into the 21st century okay I'm sure before we even get to the uh you know before we even get to the uh to the specs text line and I'm already laughing because I'm our man CB says, Craig, with the meteorological prognostication, because I usually talk about the bracketological prognostication when we get to, hey, CB, we'll have some bracketological prognostication as we draw a little, little bit closer to the NCAA baseball regionals and selection Monday, remember, in college baseball, which is on Memorial Day, always, uh, coming out of the conference tournaments. Uh, we'll, when we get a little closer to that, we'll have uh, some more of this. Somebody said, wasn't this supposed to happen Sunday? Yeah, that's what we were told, and didn't happen. Did not happen. Uh, so uh, it could it could happen. So uh, we'll we'll see. We'll hope. But uh, as we mentioned, you know, um, you're right. Hoping for the wet. Now in in your setup tonight, because I know that ballpark. I've been in that ballpark many times. Going back to when my son was handling video work and doing the PA for Ranger baseball back in the day. Uh, 
Is anything covered over there? It wasn't back in the day. Unless you're in the the actual like press box that right. I believe fits two, three people. Yeah, it's 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 rather diminutive in um, its size. Yeah. No, well, I'll we have a table. We'll pull up somewhere in the stands, like you do for most high school sports, and just call a ball game. I think I did see something that got approved that they may be okay expanding and doing some things over there. So because have they updated that ballpark? Since the initial opening of the high school, I don't think there's, and of course the school's been open for twenty years. Yeah, uh, it opened in '03, but they had they've had some other things that they've done, you know, to to uh, you know with upkeep. They've done a great job with their field prep in the past and things like that, and uh, some of their concessionaries. They've always done a good job with that kind of stuff. But as we mentioned, it's not a real big ballpark. It's yeah. a, it's a small structure. So uh, and yeah, you might be open to the elements there. So hopefully that won't be the case for yeah. you there. Hopefully there's baseball for you. Hopefully there's baseball tonight at UFC Udish Falk Field, Texas and Texas Southern, which we'll have for you uh, this evening, uh, 6.15 airtime and a 6.30 first pitch. Hopefully there's baseball down in San Marcos, Texas State, also playing at HBCU. They're playing Prairie View uh, tonight down at Bobcat Ballpark. Um, so there's that. Um, so uh, hopefully – uh, we'll have uh, you know the, it'll hold off and and there'll be baseball tonight so we'll we'll see uh, there's also other things um, you know uh, to uh, to keep track of we are drawing closer to the NFL draft uh, if if you listen to Bucky and in the morning you know they've had extensive uh, views and previews of of what could possibly happen in the NFL draft NBA playoffs did you um, you stay up late last night to uh, watch Lakers Grizzlies. Great game. Yeah, it was. It was. And and you've got your Tyler Sagan jersey on, so you're 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 pumped up about the stars trying to go up three two yeah. in in their series with the Minnesota Wild uh tonight. It's back in Dallas tonight, right? Mm. It's at the AAC. Yeah, game five. Yeah. Um so so that so I was flipping between that and the hockey playoffs was going on and great comeback by the Maple Leafs to beat the Lightning last night and uh, Vegas over Winnipeg. I mean, there was, there was a lot of there was a lot going on uh, last night, and then just a landmark, absolute landmark effort by Jimmy Butler, uh, and and uh, in the Miami Heat. Uh, it's funny, um, Linda and I were having a little bit later dinner, and so we sat down to dinner right about the time I think the fourth quarter was starting, and. And you know we're we're having dinner together and we're talking and eating and things like that. And I couldn't. I just kept looking over there and I was like, because you know the Bucks were up eleven and then all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, what is going on there? So we end up watching the end of that and that was uh, rather impressive. Playoff just, Jimmy, yeah, Hemi Butler, some people call him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he was all of that. So uh, it it was impressive uh, to see to see him. Uh, do that and impressive to see you know what LeBron James did say what you will about LeBron good bad indifferent whatever here's a guy who played 45 and a half minutes last night because it went overtime and it's the second most minutes played for him this season both regular season and playoffs and he became I think the oldest player in NBA history to have a 2020 game 20 points 20 rebounds first Lakers since Shaq to do it in the playoffs I believe yeah and here's LeBron at age 38 pulling that off um, that's so you had a couple of great individual efforts last yeah. night in an, in addition to what was what was going on even John Morant Craig who he has that right wrist in, injury he was fighting through it the entire game was not 100% and he was 
basically kept Memphis in that game single-handedly and almost won it. I mean, they're up by two before LeBron had mm-hmm. that incredible game-tying layup. And then in overtime, Memphis, they just don't have any offense besides Desmond Bain at this point with Stephen Adams and Brandon Clark out. But what a, this week, this period of the sports season when you have the first round of the NHL playoffs, matching up the NBA playoffs, mm-hmm. it brings some incredible moments for the sporting world. Yeah, very impressive stuff. So, uh, so you had you had all of that going on uh, last night, and now you have the one seed in the East, Milwaukee, down three one. Uh, it's not impressive, and there've been there've been a handful. I will say it that way. Um, you know, uh, maybe as Jerry Jones would say, double handfuls. Maybe uh, double handfuls of comebacks from 3-1 deficits in the NBA playoffs down through the years. But it's not the easiest thing to pull off. Uh, and and obviously, at least they get a chance to start it at home yeah. in Game 5. They're going to have to win a game in Miami, uh, and that would be Game 6, and then have to win it again in Milwaukee in Game 7. And Miami's already proven that they can win a game in Milwaukee as well. So <clears throat> there's that. Um, so there's yeah there's there's some real intrigue with with uh, some of these some of these matchups as well. Our specs text line is uh, always open for your thoughts, your questions, your comments uh, at three three seven three seven seven six five one two three three seven three seven seven six. Somebody asked uh, they they missed it. Is Sakura pitching tonight? Do you yes, know? he is. Yes. Um, if there is a baseball game tonight, if 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 there's ball tonight. He will be on the bump. Yes. Okay. Um, what's his record now? Six and zero. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it, it, depending on how the game's going for the Dragons, if they're if they're up a significant amount, is is the the, the normal routine is to. Pull him after a few innings, after say three or four, or whatever. If they're up by, if they're up comfortably, he'll usually go at least four. Last yeah. week he went six, which was his longest outing that I've seen in a district game this year. And some of that was because the game was a little bit tight, and he had given up two hits. And you might say, well, he gave up two hits, but that's uh, I believe a season high for him this year. So I think he wanted to stay in. Told Coach Carter, hey, "Give me one more inning. I want to." I want to strike out a couple more guys. He finished with twelve last. last Coach Carter, Tuesday. good with that. Yeah, I mean he's been on a pitch count. You know, you mm-hmm. want to make sure. Like he he was bad. He's probably the team's best hitter, and he hasn't taken a bat in the last three four weeks. How about that? Just strictly pitching right now, heading into the playoffs. But he'll probably pitch. I'm guessing four because you know there is no playoffs this weekend, Craig. There will be, I believe, a Saturday non-district game, but yeah. Most teams will just empty the bench for that. So he probably won't pitch for at least another week and a half. So I wouldn't be surprised. And Vista Ridge is a, is a great team. Coach Garver's got a great program over there, Vista Ridge. So I'm guessing four it's or five. It's a good challenge for yeah, him. Yeah, second-place team in the district. Who year. do they play in non-district on Saturday? They have not. I don't believe they've, believe they've actually scheduled an opponent yet, but I uh, do know it's in the works. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's what they used to call. Shows you how old I am. They used to do this in basketball. What was called, there'd be that downtime that you mentioned between the end of a regular season and the start of the postseason, especially for district champions. So they used to play what they called a practice game. They would say it's a practice. Now, it counts on your regular season. It's basically a non-district game is what it is. It's just an additional add-on non-district game. But in basketball, parlance they used to call it as a practice game and that's where you would see stuff when when and again shows you my age 
back in the day when I was in college in North Texas and I was the play-by-play voice of the Crumb Bobcats mm. and the uh, Ponder Lions uh, did they called their games. Uh, both were really good basketball programs. And they would routinely win their districts. And uh, and then they would have what they call practice games before. And here's Crum, which would be a 1A or a 2A, and Ponder, which would be a 1A. And they would routinely play a 4A or a 5A in a non-district, what was called practice game. And quite often they'd win, or yeah. it would be really, really close. So uh, it'd be good for them, you know, the old the old deal. So somebody asked, do they play at Vista Ridge? Yes, they do. They play on campus. They mm-hmm. play at, at Ranger Field, I think it's called there. Yep. Uh, so it's right there on Vista Ridge Boulevard, you know, kind of between 1431 and Brushy Creek Road is where the campus is kind of situated in, in uh, between that. Uh, somebody saying, what do you attribute your great sports memory, specifically Texas high school football? Uh, accident of birth? I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there are certain things that just stick with you, I guess. And, and let me also say this. There's something to be said for, and I think everybody can identify with this. You tend to remember, really remember, the things that really strike you the most. You know, things that you've either read, experienced, watched on TV or movies, something that really stuck with you, you're going to remember that more. And in my case, I read as a kid a lot. Uh, I I, I really, really, I I just devoured books. So, yeah, uh, I was a little bit nerdy. Uh, I did, did, uh, but I loved sports. Uh, I was never very big. Uh, I was real skinny. As again, I know it might be difficult when people see me now. When I got married in 1986, I was six feet and weighed 147 pounds. Jeez. Oh yeah, yeah. I was skinny as a rail. Uh, that was kind of like my two sons. I could eat whatever I wanted, as much as I wanted, for as long as I wanted, yeah. and never gain any weight. And that obviously all changed over time. But um, I read a lot as a kid. A lot of sports books. And that's where I, you know, because these books made such an impression on me, that's where I learned and retained things like the score of the first ever NFL championship game in 1933, the Bears beat the Giants 23-21. Those are the things that stick with you. In 1944, in the middle of a war, Green Bay beats the Giants 14-7. to You know, things that just, games that just, uh, or, or just moments that stick with you when you read, uh, when you read about things. Uh, uh, and not just, the, and sometimes the quirky ones help, like in baseball, 1944 is the only trolley series they ever had in St. Louis. The St. Louis Cardinals and the St. Louis Browns met in the World Series. It's the one time the Browns won a pennant. They almost did in 1922, came up a game short of the Yankees. But they, they won it in 1944, the American League pennant. And they were actually up two games to one on the Cardinals. And then the Cardinals, who were one of the preeminent teams back then, they won the title in 42, lost to the Yankees in 43, and won again in 46 uh, with a young and, and just wildly talented Stan Musial back in the day. And and the Cardinals wind up winning the last three games of that, that, that series, and they uh, won that World Series. Certain things just stick with you over time. Craig, that's what we call flexing on people. What you just did right there was flexing. Is that what that was? Yes. Oh, I apologize for flexing. No. I, w- I was trying to illustrate it as an example of, yeah. of stuff that just sticks with you over time. So in answer to the texter's question, I said accident of birth or whatever, that, that there might be some of that. But also just, 
you know, you read a lot and and things just stick with you a lot. So it's just somebody said my Ducks made the baseball playoffs. How about Taylor? There you go. So there's there's another one. And and then I also had does Craig does Blanco says Jimmy the Gringo does Blanco fit into the flex area? Their baseball team's pretty good, thirteen and two. Just curious if it's in the flex there. Yes, I consider Blanco to be in our our flex coverage reason, just like I consider Lano and Lampasas and uh, some of the outer lying areas there. I know some folks might associate Blanco more with the San Antonio area than the Austin area. I don't. I, I think of that is all out in that region. I've I've often said on this program, or at least I've said it before in this program, that my favorite farm to market road in the entire state of Texas is farm to market one sixty five. And if you're going out 290 past Drip and you get out there and you get to Henley, you hang a left on 165 and it cuts cross country 19 miles to Blanco instead of going, you know, out to 281 near Johnson City and cutting south on 281. Have you ever driven that far in the market? Once or twice, but not enough to remember it. Got to do it in the daytime. Okay. Do it in the daytime when you go down there and you come over that rise when you do it and you just see the whole country, the countryside, the hill country, just spilling out before you. It's It can be breathtaking. I remember the first time I saw it, I think it was when the uh, high school extra television days, high school extra van, and we're going, and all of a sudden I come rise, and we all just went, wow. When your, your stomach kind of drops because you're so high up, and then you start coming down. Well, just it's breathtaking, the view, the vista yeah. is. It's just breathtaking to see it, and that's that's why I said that's my favorite Farm to Market Road, the entire state of Texas is Farm to Market 165. And that was back in the day. I remember saying that back when I was living in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So now living within striking distance, it's it's really good. Somebody said, we call it the Henley Cutoff. Well, it is. And then in the words of Johnny Carson, you remember when he was doing the, uh, the, uh, uh, the uh, I forgot his, I forgot the name. It, somebody will remind me. See, I don't remember everything. Art, uh, what's the, the guy who would, he was doing the uh, movie announcement? Well, you take the San Diego Freeway to the Harbor Freeway, the Harbor Freeway. You take the Slauson Cutoff. You go another three miles and realize how painful it was to cut off your Slauson. You know, that kind of deal. The Henley Cutoff. There you go. And uh, so he said, that's, that's a beautiful drive and my favorite part of 165. It's an awesome view. It is. When you come over the hill and you take a look at it, it's a much better view when you're driving down toward Blanco than coming back, but it's still it's still a nice view. Uh, but when you're going that way, it's something else. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Smasher says, uh, do you remember Santa Claus running across DKR? I do. What, yeah. what, uh, what game was that? Um, see, now that I don't remember. I want to say it was, I don't know why, I want to say it was a game against Kansas, but... I'm sure Pastor Smash will remind me when Santa Claus went running across the DKR. So, uh, anyway. Uh, so, hey, uh, somebody else with a question. You know what? Why don't we just do our Flex 30 update here since we've been talking about the Dragons a little bit. Let's, let's, let's jump right into that right now. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by... Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. Okay, but first, since we're doing this Flex 30 update right now, um, first, before we get into some uh, Round Rock specific questions for you here, Cam, 
You mentioned, I guess it was last Thursday or Friday when we were talking about how big home and homes coming up with uh, Bowie Lake Travis, correct? Yeah, Lake Travis and Bowie. I guess it was a game that had to be rescheduled because it's the only Friday night game. And so even Westlake, who has a half-game lead going into the night, nothing's been set in stone yet for the 26-6. So Lake Travis and Bowie can still finish, I guess, up to first, depending on tiebreakers, a little bit above my pay grade right now. But Westlake's number one. You have Lake Travis and Bowie at 11-2. and And then you also have Hayes Johnson right there in fourth. So a lot can happen. I believe Hayes plays Westlake tonight. Hayes or Buda? Buda Johnson, you're talking about? Buda Johnson, excuse yeah. me, yeah. So a lot, lot can happen yep. in the next two, next four, three days for the twenty six six. Nothing's been decided yet. And Westlake, if they lose, opens the door for possibly Lake Travis or Bowie, vice versa. So a lot can happen this week. A very exciting week. That sounds like it's right in your pay grade, you know? Yeah, I, I, well, the tiebreakers is because it's, it's not like that. yeah, it's not like it's like oh the the vision, you know, it's not like NBA or NFL where you can figure out pretty quick. Okay, all right, yeah, okay, all right. Now uh, toward that end, somebody's saying. Who's your take? Uh, they said best hitter on Round Rock. Come on now, Cameron. He isn't hitting because he doesn't hit. They're saying people people that are much smarter than me baseball wise have told me that Travis Secor is the best hitter on the team. Doesn't mean it's true. Hudson Ellis leads the team in batting average, but I mean at, Travis is six foot five, so he's an athletic human being. I'm sure he can swing it back just fine. But uh, I mean, there, there is probably a reason, maybe more than taking out of the lineup. But he was batting third this season for Round Rock before he became a pitcher only. And to supplement what you were saying, he pitched pretty much three innings last year, five to six innings this for year. adding this time yeah. around. Yeah. So, anyway. So, uh, there you go. All right. Uh, okay. There is our Flex 30 update. I'll tell you another guy who could speak to the view, the Vista, from far in the market, 165. The Henley cutoff, if you're going down from Henley down to Blanco. Uh, he's my co-host, the pride of Northwest Williamson County. A proud graduate of Florence High School, where there's some other nice vistas and 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 roads. He likes farm to market 487, at least until you get past the vineyard, right? Until you see the sheep with their heads stuck in the fence. Right. Um, uh, You know him best for his outstanding work at Orange 24/7. That's uh, Jeff Howe. You've been down that 165, right? From from after you pass Dripping Springs and you turn left in Henley and you go to Blanco down that way. You know, I never have. You owe it to yourself to do that. It's 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 a beautiful drive. I'll do that one yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, somebody said, uh, Dan the man says, uh, yeah, we love that drive in the Blanco, and you're so right. I mean, it is. It's it's uh, uh, it, it's they said it's almost roller coaster like. Yeah. It, it's 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 really beautiful. And somebody else is saying, check out the Rio Blanco uh, Cafe on 165. I have to lose that. And Golf Lingo sees it almost every day and live on that hill. Try Chimney Valley Road the next time you're out that way. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, we'll do. Uh, got a little a little football scheduling to talk about in the notebook. And, Good. Uh, a little Max Acemus update too. Good. All right. We're gonna we're gonna get to those things. Uh, did you have? A, I know you've been you've been just swamped lately. Did you even get much opportunity to watch much of anything last night? NBA. Uh, I watched a little bit. Of heat bucks, okay. And how could you? And if you were seeing what Jimmy Butler was doing in the fourth quarter, how could you not just stop what you're doing then and really watch what was going on? Yeah, I watched a little bit of that. Um, started to watch uh, Lakers, Lakers, Grizzlies, and got just 
I I literally watched about thirty seconds of it, then I got distracted and <laughs> had to do other things. So. I understand. I understand. Uh, okay. Um, and then uh, we had a question uh, yesterday on the Specs text line, and 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 this has a couple layers to it. Um, folks were asking what SEC. Uh, uh, not necessarily venues, but SEC sites we were looking forward to, to seeing. In other words, which which stops mm-hmm. on the SEC circuit we were looking forward to seeing. Um, there's there's a couple of different ways to look at that, and we'll talk about that. And I think uh, you know this is also from the uh, category of knowing where you've been before you know where you're going. That uh, that type of thing. I, I think it's also uh, overview too on on uh, some of the best the places that we'll miss in the Big Twelve. Because there are some, there's some, so we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll get to that coming up. Oh, did you want me to discuss that now, or are we just oh, no no no? We, 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 yeah, yeah, we're just we'll just we'll just kind of okay. drop in and out uh, uh, throughout the show. Okay, but um, uh, but we do have uh, our Longhorn Notebook coming up. Uh, we do have Inconceivable as well, and uh, we'll get to a lot of other topics as well. So I can tell you off that off the top of my head, two places that I'll miss in the Big Twelve. Yeah, Fort Worth and Waco. I like when proximity. I can, I like when I can go cover a game and sleep in my own bed that night. Okay, on, for okay. A, covering a road game. Okay, so then you should just love College Station. <laughs> well, yeah. by that logic, yeah, you should just love College Station, right? Does that's not a that's not a terrible drive either. Okay, okay, uh, and I'm gonna enjoy College Station because it's definitely gonna be the closest. Yeah, that's that's why I said that, yeah. <laughs> because I know it'll be it'll be. Well, that I, I, um, I've got a couple a couple of those SEC stops. Okay, to, and. This coming year, you should you'll be able to add Houston to the list. Yeah, that's that's not a bad. Hey, you know what the best part about the U of H trip is? Frenchies is right there, not very far yeah. from Ninth Ward U of H. Yeah, yeah. So even though they moved down the street a little bit, yeah, they did. They did. Got a new got a new brick and mortar established. Yeah, yeah. I like the old place. I miss the old place. The old low slung building there <laughs> and coming down there. Yeah. My wife, my, my wife and I went and ate there. My daughter went eight there too. It was well the last time coaching school was in Houston. Yes. And I was like, I thought you said this place was like kind of old and raggedy. I'm like, well the old place was. Mm-hmm. The new place, they kinda they fancied it up a little bit. It was yeah. It, it it was nice. I used to tell people, try rolling in there at eleven fifteen at night. I did. In a suit. It's an interesting crowd. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right. You talk about melting pot. Frenchies around 11 o'clock is one of those melting pot. Places. It really is. It truly is. All right. Uh, coming up, we'll have our uh, Longhorn Notebook. We'll get to more of your text as well. It's a Tuesday here on Light the Tower on the Horn, 104.9, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Craig Way and Jeff Howe. Light the Tower. This is Light the Tower on the Horn. This is, by the way, a great song to see this group do it live. You know, 
this this could have been that this band could have been one that you would have done that you said you could say um uh that what was in our music survey great band to see live the who was one of those uh that you can see especially when they punch it right here yeah that's what Jeff and I are always trying, striving for us to not get fooled again. Like, for example, I mistakenly said Ninth Ward, and somebody corrected me. Third Thank Ward. You. It's Third Ward in Houston. It is. I don't know why I said Ninth. I know it's the Third Ward, but anyway. Uh, so, hey, by the way, before we get moving, I, I just this just popped up on my Twitter timeline again, so gave me a reminder. Did you see the news that uh, will make A and M fans feel really old? If you're an Aggie, you probably feel really old today. I've missed this one. The, who the newest Texas A and M baseball commit is. I've missed the Jim Schlossnagel. I've missed it. How about Javorski Lane Jr.? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen Chad yet this morning, but that's got to be one of those, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Getting old. Yeah. That, that'll that'll make you feel a little longer. I saw Javorski Lane and Lufkin play Cedar Park in a state playoff game. Yeah. At Waco ISD Stadium. Yeah. Very well. Absolutely. Uh, uh, somebody said, speaking of the Big 12 Conference, Athlon Sports has Dylan Gabriel as the number one quarterback in the Big 12 going into the 2023 season. Can someone explain this? Uh, you know what? Let's let's do that in the notebook. We'll just, we'll yeah. just tra- transition there. It's good. That? It just reminds me of Samantha Bedford winning uh, the Heisman uh, there on that. All right. Uh, let's jump right into the Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. You mean, I guess you mean Bradford? Sam Bradford? Yeah, it says Samantha Bedford, I guess he meant Sam Bradford. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, that's the year Colts should have won it, by the way, was 08. 08. 08. You know who I thought should have won it in 09? And Dominick Sue was the best player in the country. Well, I think he proved that in the Big 12 <laughs> championship game. You get night terrors to hear yeah. about that Big 12 championship game. So the big football news today is it's not like huge breaking news, but there's been a schedule change with mm-hmm. the Michigan series. Mm-hmm. So instead of Texas going to Ann Arbor in 2024, Michigan will come to Austin, and then Texas will go to Ann Arbor in 2027. You got it the other way around. The Wolverines will host the Longhorns at Michigan Stadium September 7th of 2024. And the return visit to DKR is 2027. That's the University of Texas release. Did I get that wrong? Yeah, you just said it the inverse. You just you just said okay. You, yeah, yeah. You just you just said it the other way around. Okay. Yeah, my bad. You, you said Michigan will come here next. Year. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So Texas, just repeat it, Craig, because I'm all I'm all discombobulated. Well, right that's now. all right. the The actual release says, and I quote. Texas and Michigan have mutually, this is what you said, have mutually agreed on a location switch for the original contract of their home-and-home series that was announced back in 2014. The home team seasons will be flipped now with the Wolverines now hosting the Longhorns at Michigan Stadium September 7th of next year, September 7th, 2024, and the return visit to DKR will be September 11th, 2027. So there it is. So uh, the Texas will be in Ann Arbor next fall. And of course, the only other time these two have met would be Craig a game that you called. Yeah, uh, you know, January first of uh, of two thousand five. Uh, there, that Rose Bowl, and uh, uh, that was an incredible game. Um, thirty eight, thirty seven. Dusty Mangum, thirty seven yard field goal. Vince Young accounting for three hundred seventy two yards and five touchdowns, including one hundred ninety two yards and four touchdowns on the ground. 
So, yeah. So that means, what this means for Texas is your big non-conference game for the next three years. I don't know if they're gonna if anything is gonna change with with moving to the SEC because they've had time to plan it out. Right, right, right. Uh, your big non-conference game in twenty three. Obviously, you're gonna go to Tuscaloosa mm-hmm. in twenty twenty four. Now you're gonna go to Ann Arbor. That's correct. And then in twenty twenty five, you're gonna go to Columbus. That's correct. The flip side of that is twenty twenty six. Ohio State comes here. Twenty twenty seven. Michigan comes here. Where it gets interesting with your non-con schedule is Georgia is your non-conference opponent for 2028. Obviously, that's going to they're change. not going to be a non-conference opponent at this point. So right. then it gets interesting. The uh, I'm looking at it. When is Tech? Okay, the only other non-SEC non-conference series Texas has scheduled is the Arizona State series, mm-hmm. which is in Tempe in 2032, and in Austin in 2033. Yeah. Um. Is um. Is Texas State still on that schedule for 2026? Let me double check. For 2026? Well, I know UTSA is is every... Yes, Texas State in Austin for 2026. And and UTSA is 2024, 2026, 2028, and 2030, aren't they? Or 2024, 26, and I'll just run it. So obviously this year it's Rice and Wyoming at home at Alabama. Right. 2024, Colorado State and UTSA at home at Michigan now. Did you say Colorado State? Yes. Yeah. And 2025 at Ohio State, San Jose State and UTEP are home. Okay. 2026, all three home games, Texas State, Ohio State, UTSA. Yeah. One of these things is not like the other. Yeah, right. 2027, home games against Michigan and UTEP. And then, yes, UTSA in 2028, UTEP in 2029, UTSA in 2030. 2031 is UTEP. So basically you're flip-flopping UTEP and UTSA yeah. every other year. With one Texas State. Uh, Texas State mixed tucked in there in, there in mm-hmm. 2026. Yeah, Rice and, next year. And, yeah. and if I and if I heard you correctly, 2027 now, four years from now, 2027 will be the first is the first year right now where there's an opening on the non-conference schedule. Right, and you don't have to worry about the A and M bit anymore. I would imagine. I mean, it's hard to. You're not going to fa- get a better. You're not going to schedule somebody else on the level of Michigan. You're not going to schedule another P5 opponent, especially with an SEC schedule. You'd be mm-hmm. stupid to do that. Mm-hmm. That could be another deal, Craig, where you're playing three home games. Because it's going to be tough at this point to find somebody, you know, even a, a Big 12 school at that point. I mean, maybe you do something with Baylor at that point or TCU or Tech or somebody. But, yeah, Texas is Texas is full. Maybe just roll it right down the road to San Marcos and give them a home game, right? Yeah, probably not. Somebody brought that up to me. Did they really? Yeah, as, and I was like, started to chuckle a little bit, yeah. and then they're like, "No, I'm serious." And then I just belly laughed, and I think I offended that person. But no, well, they wouldn't be. Well, I mean, you saw why? me smiling when it was, Jerry would say, "I'm smiling when I say that." You're being yeah. trite. When you I'm say a little that. trite when I say that. By the way, did you hear? Did you hear? I don't know if you heard Bucky Nerd. Did you hear the Jerry Jones soundbite? Did you did, when God uh, no? What the, do you say? Well, you, you'll like this. I was like Jerry was trying to be a little little trite. He was trying to smile when he said it. When it, it, this turns out to be, and you and I have discussed this phenomenon before with news conferences, the ender, right? The uh-huh. question that ends the thing. My 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 former colleague at Valley Sports Southwest, uh, Rick Renner, was notorious for delivering the ender. A question because it was usually something very irreverent and kind of goofy, like you know Rick and all that kind of stuff, and it would just shut down the news. I, I heard Rick do that one time with Bill Parcells. Uh, Parcells' first year, Rick asked him if you had the whole, if you had to play a game today, who would be your starting quarterback? Mm-hmm. And Parcells went off. Now, how would I know that? And 
Rick says something like, well, of the two, he's like, well, we have, Parcells like, well, we have you know, four in camp. Have you fired the other two? Have you cut the other two? Or do they have a chance to compete? Yeah. And that was that the ender. Be. Yeah. That was the ender. So uh, I, I don't know exactly the basis on how it was, but this was Jerry's response on talking about getting the draft part down and and how they've done that with regard to as opposed to other folks might wonder about another part of it. Drafting's not our problem. Coaching is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to get everybody. <laughs> uh, See, and it's an ender. They're getting. Let's, let's uh, see, they, you, you see, he's he's quickly trying, and he's patting uh, Mike McCarthy when he's doing it because they're both there. So he's he's <laughs> and he's so like trying to lay it right now. I'm just joking. I'm joking. Here it is again. Listen, uh, listen. You'll hear him kind of patting his way through this thing. Drafting's not our problem. Coaching is. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to get everybody. <laughs> All right. Good, everybody. All right. Like, does Steven on a day-to-day basis just just ha- is he just in a rush to get his dad back to somewhere that's not in front of a microphone or a camera? I don't know. Oh. Rod Baber said it a long time ago. Jerry Jones is radio gold. And there's an, it's, there's another it's something. another example. That's that's just the latest. All right. So after I'm a big dumb idiot and botched the. Uh, Scheduling, the scheduling change. You just said it wrong. I mean, you knew it right. You just, you know what my mom used to say, bless her heart and God rest her soul. A slip of the tongue is no fault of the mind. Exactly. Um, I want to get to the Big 12 quarterback stuff here in a little bit, but let me give you a quick Max Aismas update. Yes, please. Um, Everybody's wondering, okay, what's the deal? Like, shouldn't he announce something? Well, everything, Craig, you and I talk about it on a daily basis. Like, I, on a daily basis, if I could even talk right today, I haven't heard anything that's dissuading me from thinking that Texas is the leader for him to mm-hmm. this point. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I was told as well. The interesting thing with Max Aismas at this point is the potential of Wichita State getting into this thing and him and, taking a visit there. And, I, and and right then, right then, just the mere mention that you mentioned Wichita State, I know there's a lot of people going, what? Wichita State versus Texas? Got to understand the whole concept there's there. There's two things at play here. Thing number one is coach at Oral Roberts, Paul Mills, is now the head coach at Iowa State. Wichita uh, State. At, at Wichita State. Good Lord. I just <laughs> Can we just go State. back to 10 o'clock and just start over? <laughs> it's Tuesday. <laughs> it's only Tuesday. Paul Mills is now the head coach at Wichita State. Right. NIL is also at play. Now, that's the one that makes you think, okay, Wichita State and NIL, how does that even yeah, right. compute? Yeah. You got to understand the biggest benefactor to Wichita State hoops is the Koch family. Now, I'm not talking about Coca-Cola. I'm talking about the Coke family's K-O-C-H, Coke Industries. Right. It really makes me feel it old. 20, what, 26 years ago? Yeah. How about this? I hope uh, Bizarre Dale Dudley says, uh, I hope Mad Magazine comes around. My stepdad gave me 10 boxes of them from the <laughs> 70s to the mid-80s, plus all the Spy versus Spy books. Makes for great toilet reading. It does. Uh, so, and then somebody else said, I, I have all of my 1977 Playboys. Yeah. Yeah, and and CB reminds us that in the '80s, Nintendo used to have a hotline you could call if you needed help with games. Yeah, yeah. How do I get that shortcut to level from uh, stage four, level four to level eight there in uh, Super Mario? It would tell you about getting up on top and running. Of course, there was a point where you know I played the Super Mario game. By the way, Super Mario Brothers three probably still the best Mario game. Uh, 
know, at that point, I was playing Tecmo Super Bowl. Really didn't yeah. need a strategy guide for that. You were on it. Yeah. You are on it. Uh, okay. i uh, got a got a few items here. First of all, I know it doesn't really concern you much. It, it really more concerns Cam or me. And that is, of course, the fast food giant that is known as McDonald's. They have now done something else. They have taken another. Uh-oh. They've taken another step toward automating the restaurants. They've often they've uh, opened uh, three auto restaurants, and you say, "Where are they?" One's Las Vegas. You can't expect that, mm-hmm. right? One's Denver. The third one, Fort Worth. So, how does this work? Here's how it works. I, I saw this briefly, but I was like, I don't understand the mechanics of it. So. The locations are entirely self-contained. Customers will place order through a touch screen. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this at some one where you do the touch screen, and then, but then they prepare your food for you and you get it. Yeah, there's um, a McDonald's at right. DFW Airport. Or at, yeah, DFW Airport's like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, here's the difference. You get your food on a conveyor belt. Okay. So it comes, it comes through that. Uh so it's like the, that sushi restaurant here. So you know, there's one in San Marcos too, Cam, that does that. They have like the all-you-can-eat lunch special, and the food just comes by like, around you. Uh, yeah, on a conveyor belt. You, you just, just grab see it. it. Yeah, you see it and grab it. Okay. Well, like, ooh, that's a nice spring roll right there. I think I'll have some. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it says the uh, approach allegedly will reduce labor costs and increase efficiency. Um, semi-automated system. Uh, so I'm 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 going to. Um, it's happening. Uh, I'm yeah. So, so it's, I'm maybe no, when I'm I in Fort Worth this weekend. The, ro- the robot wars. Well, there's oh, no yeah. robots making the cat meat in the back of McDonald's. Come on, Jeff. The cat uh, meat. So, so this is an avowed McDonald's so customer. So you think? So you think? Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's why the fries haven't been as good lately. It's kind of fell off because the robots are back there making it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've joined this now, huh? Get okay. your mind right for it. The robot yeah, war is okay. getting ready to pop yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, speaking of things that are happening through robotics and through computers. I think there's a lot happening out there that we don't know about. Did you know that tomorrow, tomorrow, a private think. spacecraft will attempt to land on the moon? Tomorrow? Land on the moon tomorrow. And it's private. Does NASA know about this? Well, they do. Well, they do, as uh, Jerry would say. Uh, this came from Japan. Uh, it was launched by a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket. It has spent the last Sorry, five... Sorry, that kind of reminds me of when we were starting the show. And yeah. I was being told, well, we're going to do this, this, and this. And about 10 minutes into the talk, I said, does Craig know about all this? Like, yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's, he's blessed. I'm like, okay, good. Now we well, he does. And uh, a private Japanese spacecraft is about to make its first attempt to land on the lunar surface. It's uh, been out in space the last five months. It's part of a Japanese company uh, that's also carrying something from United Arab Emirates, a rover trying for the first successful soft landing of a private spacecraft on the moon. It's been orbiting in an elliptical orbit, so they're going to try to land this thing and then launch their rover. All right, so NASA yep. doesn't have to help on this deal. Nope, it's no. not not a not 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 part of their day, not part of their deal. So it's it's uh, so NASA's just sitting over there in the corner drinking a cup of coffee, We're like I'm just watching. We're just, we're just observing. Just it out. We're watching closely. Good luck with all that. Yeah, let us know how it turns out. You know that kind of thing. But you know NASA already made their big splash. What was it? Uh, they're at was it 
not the Super NBA All Star Game was it? Where they announced the the uh, the next group of astronauts who were going to go to the moon. Oh the yeah, next yeah, deal? yeah. I, I yeah. forgot what sporting event it was. Yeah. But yeah. So anyway, hey, somebody wants you to know, Grandy's. Or that, used, the Final Four, I think. That's it. It yeah. was Final Four. Yeah. Somebody said Grandy's used to roll out food on a conveyor. Oh, Grandy's. <laughs> So there you go. Nate Newton was a spokesman for Grandy's at one point. In he time. was. Yeah. All right. Uh, second hour of Light the Tower coming up on the horn.